Before we start off this episode, please be warned of the explosive TMP sounds along with some background noise of choppy audio as our boom arms and pop filters have gone away. This will be better by the next episode. Enjoy. Hey all, welcome to the first episode of the Recall Pod. I'm Hayden. And I'm one of the co-hosts for this podcast. I'm currently a year 11 IGCSE student. Hi, I'm Kieran. I'm an IGCSE student in year 11. And this is the first episode of our podcast. So in this podcast, we're just going to be catching up with each other, talking about the content of the podcast, and basically just talk about what what you expect from us in future episodes. Yeah, so Kieran, how has your week been? Been pretty good. Obviously, first day of school today. So, you know, early wake up. Early wake up back at it and it's it's nice seeing everyone again and of course getting our mock results back which we might possibly touch upon later in the episode. So should we sort of by talking about what the content of our podcast are and I think we should kind of talk about our inspiration for this podcast. So as the audience probably in this niche knows, we're all into productivity, studying active recall, space repetition, hence the origin of the name Recall Pod, which is basically a podcast where we sort of touch on upon topics of our syllabuses to provide some active recall content for any listeners we have. We aim to like, you know, just share our point of view of the syllabus and maybe even give you guys some tips on how you can incorporate active recall into your studies, even if we're doing different subjects. So. I want to talk about more like why we did this podcast. Yeah, I think that's a good point because there's, I'm, I'm sure most of the audience might know, there's this technique called the Feynman technique, I believe. And there's basically this quote or line that says, um, to truly understand something, you have to be able to teach your five-year-old. And we think in order to improve understanding in the, the topics we learn, it's probably pretty nice to teach people what we're learning as we go along and to um, actively test ourselves. So talking about syllabus covering, I think we both take the IGCSC syllabus and we'll soon move on to the IB syllabus. So we could touch upon topics about um, economics, chemistry, computer science, which we're both really passionate about. Yeah, Kieran. So if you want to know like what IGCSE subjects we actually take, so we take both take computer science economics, obviously math and English. We also take history, which is a pretty interesting subject, I think, for the podcast. And uh, obviously your language, I do French, you do Chinese. So pretty much we're going to be maybe briefly talking about syllabuses for each of these subjects and maybe just go over our personal opinions on them or maybe the best ways to incorporate techniques such as active recall into your revision for these subjects or any similar subject. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. And just as sort of a side note to continue on this, we're, we'll probably be talking to quite a few teachers or uh, other peers, classmates on topics relating to studies and productivity, just because we think that it's really important to hear perspectives from the teachers themselves and what they want the students to achieve. And as well as just talking about Productivity, studying, just learning with other classmates. So, Kieran, you want to talk about uh, what else we might cover on this podcast? So, obviously, 
as you know, a podcast, we can basically talk about anything. So we can, one part of our podcast would be about syllabus and our IGCSE subjects and our academic academic side. But we also would cover things such as reviewing tech products, maybe reviewing productivity YouTubers and basically giving our perspective of the online world. So pretty much everything. If you ever want to uh, reach out to us or recommend anything to us, uh, just check out our website and leave a message there if you want yeah, to. Yeah, and regarding the website, we'll soon host it at pod.recallos.com. That is pod.recallos, which is recall, R-E-C-A-L-L-O-S.com. And you can possibly also email us at hi at recallos.com soon. Hopefully we'll set that up as soon as we finish this podcast episode. So we can also talk about productivity tips, as Kieran mentioned, like active recall, space repetition. We might provide guiding questions when we cover our syllabus is just to prompt you into thinking. So do you have any specific revision tips that you particularly use and you recommend to others? I think it might be quite obvious currently since our podcast is the recall pod and of course active recall is a main part and I'm sure Kieran uses the Ankle flashcard method whereas I use the Ali Abdal Google Sheets method which to both of us proven to be effective as we've uh, we've just finished our mocks and we're relatively happy with most of our scores. Um, so after this podcast what are our aims and how frequent should we actually post? Um, I was thinking about once a week. Obviously, we need to you know see how that works. But I think it's pretty good for us. You know, we want to give as much content out there as for you guys, and it's also fun for us to do. So we'll see how it goes. Once a week is our aim at this point of time. But you know, we could possibly do more. Maybe we have some weeks we have to do. We may not even be able to film at all. So it really depends. But we aim for at least once a week and, you know, we are open to feedback. Yeah, so definitely. We'll soon also set up our email. Um, we'll set up our social media links, Twitter. Um, we'll put up our Notion webpage, etc. And we'll all post that down in the, the, the description below the, the Spotify or wherever you're listening to our podcast. And um, we also aim to somehow possibly find sponsorships in the near future just to provide incentivize just to incentivize us to continue to film our episodes and perhaps provide some perks and benefits to the listeners and so currently we've both sort of ordered and planning to get some boom arms and some pop filters so our audio quality will soon be much much better uh, also talking about uh, the equipment we use and the tech we use. Is there any tech that you particularly recommend to people and that you use currently? Yeah, always drop us a message, an email, whatever, just to recommend us anything. Well, if we have the ability, we'll definitely try to check it out. So what tech we're using currently for this podcast include um, the HyperX Cellocast mic, which we both picked up right after our mocks. So we're open to feedback on any um, production improvements in the near future. Uh, so I currently use the MX Master 2S, I think, as my current mouse. And I think it's a, you know, pretty ergonomic mouse. I got it yeah. in a pretty good deal, mm -hmm. I think around 40 pounds, so around 
uh, 400 Hong Kong dollars. As you know, we do live in Hong Kong. So I do recommend it to you guys and we will put affiliate links and everything in our websites if you want to check it out and we'll get a small kickback, right? If we do yeah, successfully. We'll set that up soon. And yeah, our main tech we want to always recommend to the people is always get a good microphone, especially in the times where you're doing a bunch of Zoom calls every day, Zoom class. Although Zoom sort of compresses, there's a function to turn on original sound to get the, the best sound quality. And you also recommend, as Giren said, a really good mouse because you're basically touching your mouse the whole time when you're interacting with a keyboard. So uh, interacting with a monitor. And also a keyboard is really important. I'm sure Kieran's planning on picking up a mechanical keyboard soon as mechanical keyboards are a game changer if you watched Ali's video yeah. on how he types so fast. So you use a mechanical yeah, think, keyboard, right? So yeah, want to mm -hmm. know, like, tell us about, a bit about how it is to actually use mechanical keyboard? Yes, sure. So I currently have the, the RK61 with blue switches and... Quite frankly, it's it's sort of game changing. Not only do I think the the clickiness is really nice, but sort of just having this keyboard that provides tactile feedback as you're interacting with a keyboard is sort of a satisfying experience and sort of incentivizes me to to study more. Um, yeah, but for mechanical keyboards, there's a whole world. There's there's a very big subreddit about it. So always check it out if you want to learn more about mechanical keyboards. I'm definitely not an expert as I haven't built my own custom mechanical keyboard but who knows it might be something it might be a project in the near future you touched upon ali in the you know when you were talking um i want yeah. to bring about mm -hmm. more about other productivity youtubers that you watch and what they aim to provide to the audience so want to like quickly review some of these channels yeah that's a segue into a part of our podcast as we want more content we want, to, we want to start by talking about maybe Ali Abdal. How often do you watch him? What do you like about him? What you don't you like about him? So I'm like pulling up his channel right now. You know, he has, he's a pretty, uh, in the productive niche, I would say he's probably the most well-known and statistically also the biggest 1.45 million subscribers. He's got over 95 million views. So that's insane. At least for the niche, yeah. I would say so. I do watch him mm -hmm. a fair amount. I, um, especially doing my revision, I always try to find ways to improve my revision. So he's always been someone I watch during times like that. And also just for fun, watching his tech reviews and just other vlogs he puts out. So he's a pretty good YouTuber. I thoroughly recommend him to you guys, especially if you watch this podcast. Uh, yeah. So what do you think about him? Yeah, Ali Abdal. He's is quite frankly the, the best productivity YouTuber in my opinion out there. Of course, there is still um, Matthew Vella who touches not not specifically in productivity, but more of the, the minimalist movement and does sort of talk about productivity. There's also Thomas Frank. There's smaller YouTubers, but definitely very promising in the future, like Yudoka. And yeah, Ali Abdal. I've I watch him quite a lot as I think his content is quite satisfying to watch in the sense that his videos are very well produced. There's nice music to it. His his setups is just really 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 well made. The cable 
he could work a little bit on the cable management, but I do think just watching his videos, his his titles like, for example, the My Secrets of Beating the Imposter Syndrome, very interesting to watch. Yeah, I really find and, like it's something hard to actually get past the imposter syndrome. Like Yeah. A lot of people out definitely. there probably struggle to put themselves out there, especially in like platforms such as YouTube and even podcasts. But I think it's a important concept that a lot of people should be uh, introduced to. So I think I thoroughly recommend watching that particular video. Yeah, definitely. He also talks about, he also does a bunch of book reviews. Like, um, for example, one of my favorite ones include, include, what's it called? Give me a second. It was uh, the book that most changed my life and where he talks about the, the four hour work week, which is a book that I'm planning to read. And of course, most of the books I currently read on my Kindle are sort of, um, sort of inspired based on his book reviews. Like for example, I've been really into Stoic philosophy nowadays because of reading his, I mean, watching his videos on The Obstacle is a Way book review. And now I sort of read more about Ryan Holiday's books, such as Obstacle is a Way. And it's quite frankly, life-changing, especially to us teenagers in this current pandemic and this, this society. Yeah, I would say he's been very inspiring for people like us. I think well, he's probably one of the, uh reasons we actually started this podcast you know exactly yeah so this probably doesn't bring any listeners but shout out to ali and timer Abdal's not overthinking podcast which is sort of an inspiration for a podcast as we i i quite like the sort of calm but also intriguing conversations they have it's just the perfect podcast to put on when you're on a walk on a run just doing other stuff so I want to talk more about yeah. a YouTuber who's probably relatively unknown at this time. But I think he's someone yeah. who really stood out to us, especially because he's the same age as us. That's Adoka yeah. Finselman. So he's... Yeah, you... Yeah, you want to you talk? Yeah, so Adoka Finselman, as we're filming this podcast, he has at 24.1k subscribers, which is insane for a YouTuber that hasn't post, been posting for too long less than a year eight months his his videos are really relatable especially those about um active recall and dcse which is very interesting to watch um also his study with me's his first day of school um also his time management notion and gcse videos are just really relatable and we can always learn from him speaking about gcse how did you actually find like you know we're coming to the end of the two-year course Obviously, it was yeah. pretty weird. Obviously, we have some exams canceled, some exams going ahead. So it's a pretty difficult time. But how did you really like find the two years? I think GCSE is quite... I mean, we do the IGCSE, which some might argue is a little harder. But I think GCSEs are quite a step up from what we've been doing before. Yeah. Like in year nine, I still remember in year nine where we would be going to class as, so at, at school, we are in sort of known as tutor classes where we're all in the, the same houses or um, yeah, the same houses. And these are the classes that stick with us from year seven to year 13. So we're really close. But since the IGCSE ads, we all take our own subjects. We sort of uh, spread apart and... It's, it's much more different, but I think the course itself, 
as long as you put in the effort and um of course watch productivity universe like ali yudoka they sort of provide a bunch of really good tips that assists you in your gcses which makes it not not too hard in my opinion it's quite doable i would say like yeah, what do you one think? mistake i think i made at least for gcse was not starting early enough like your revision yeah. because it's really hard to like especially incorporate active recon actually be able to retain that much content in like a short span of time i mean it is doable but you got to put in a lot of effort so i would say like my advice would probably be to start as early as possible like even if that's like small revision sessions like the faster you start incorporating these like strategies like the more beneficial it can be so but overall i feel like it was a pretty enjoyable experience obviously it's a shame that we couldn't do all our exams but yeah and just hopefully we get the grades we deserve yeah really actually but i think this also brings up a really important topic um do you think grades reflect the effort someone puts in into studying i think this is quite an important yeah. i mean quite an interesting topic to touch upon what what, what do you think i would about say this? like you know how like some people like say the effort it's the effort that counts right because mm -hmm. like if you put in the effort but you don't get the grade you deserve it could like mean two things one maybe you're not revising efficiently enough or maybe you just mm -hmm. that's your maximum capacity of like how much you can actually yeah. work so like there's two ways to think of it but like if you strongly believe you're not getting the grade you deserve then you may have to like start thinking about how actually like you revise like are you revising the best way but if you did actually put 100 effort then maybe it's just that's how you stand and maybe you just have to um find ways to improve basically so i think yes and no like there's obviously two sides to it so what do you think yeah, I think grades itself is quite problematic in the sense that, as you touched upon, not everyone has the same capacity when it comes to um, studying and exams and stuff. So I think what... This sounds really absurd, but imagine if GCSEs, on top of doing an actual test, you sort of get a combination of the actual test along with um, a sort of effort grade in a sense which is assigned by the teacher so for example on a report card you get um for example computer science computer science and then you get nine in computer science but next to it you also get some sort of effort grade which the teacher that has been teaching you would assign to you what do you think about this because i think for for example further education and stuff on top of being smart you also have to be able to prove that you've put in the effort the dedication and not just breeze pass but i'm not saying that it's necessarily bad but what do you think about putting an effort grade on the gcc yeah because i feel like the point of taking igcc subjects because you thoroughly enjoy these subjects so if you're just taking them for like an easy a star then i wouldn't say it's like the best thing because what teachers actually want is you putting the effort to actually learn the content because i feel like a grade is a grade but like co like content i think the actual content you learn is actually much more important than the grade because it's something that sticks with you and something that you can uh, incorporate in real life. So I think effort, I think it would actually be, I, I strongly agree that we should have some sort of effort grade because I do feel like students who do put in more effort in class do uh, deserve at least a bit more than students who just do a subject just for getting a grade. Because I do feel like the whole point of teachers actually teaching you and even sometimes even going outside the spec sometimes is for you to actually like retain the content and actually like learn 
something new. So I do feel like, yeah. All right, so, you know, let's talk about something that we're going to be doing next year. You know, we're going to be moving on to the IB diploma, which, I mean, a lot of people say that it's a really difficult course. So how do you feel about it? Like your initial, like, thoughts about IB? Yeah, maybe we should actually talk about what subjects we're choosing first. Oh, yeah. So um, Kieran and I are both taking coincidentally we both have the same interests same passions same hobbies so we're both taking chem hl so i want to look at like like briefly like the syllabus of hl chem i know this is not like totally relevant but i just want to know exactly like briefly like what we could actually learn so we're learning things such as like you know the usual things we learn at gcse probably uh-huh. there's like a lot of like new things that we haven't learned like uh a bit more into organic chemistry we haven't really like touched yep. upon it in gcse yet Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think, of course, we don't have the textbooks, but based on conversations with teachers, reading syllabuses, looking at past papers, to some extent that some content is overlappable. I might be wrong on this because I, don't, I haven't started the course yet, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think doing well in GCSE Chem, uh, GCSE Chem will set you up pretty well for IB Chem. Yeah, so another similar HL subject we're taking is HL Computer Science, which I think is probably the main subject we're leading towards in terms of future aspirations. So how do you feel about computer science? I know, like, you're pretty good at it from GCSE. (laughs) Um, Computer science, it's it's definitely a subject we both fully enjoy. Programming, building up web apps, learning new program languages, the logic behind it. It's just something that we're both really, really interested in. And I think we should sort of dedicate this to our computer science teacher. So shout out to Mr. Baumgarten at pbaumgarten.com. That is um, P-B-A-U-M-G-A-R-T-E-N.com, where he has excellent resources on learning how to program and getting you started on tkinter projects, the Flask apps, um, any, any sort of Python, Java, JavaScript related project. So definitely worth check out. He's also on YouTube. I believe his name is Paul Baumgarten. Yes, Paul Baumgarten. And you can always check out his videos on how to build JavaScript, Python games and stuff. You know, possible definitely. future guests. Possible future guest. Who knows? We might get him, hopefully, on the next episode of our podcast just to talk about how to get started in programming and why why he chose to teach programming and a bunch of other questions that might come up. So I want to briefly talk about programming. Like, I know you're pretty yeah. passionate about it. You're pretty strong in it. But like, you told me that you've actually never, like, excluding like in school, you've never actually programmed before computer science. Uh-huh. Is that true? Yeah, that's 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 true. I think. Yeah, yeah. The, go on, go on. I can, you can go. Yeah, so I think programming is often a thing that scares people. Like, quite frankly, before the course programming, if someone said programming or coding, well, what comes to your head? You just see this black screen with a bunch of text on it. I mean, people can but, most often yeah. compare it to like learning a new language, and yeah. like mm-hmm. people usually get overwhelmed by like typing out things which are unusual to them. But I do think in this day and age, learning to code is, I think gonna become very, very important in the next like decade or so, just because of how mm-hmm. the world is shaping up. 
Yeah, definitely. I think we I think we should do an episode where we just sort of define programming, as in sense not teaching programming, but just defining programming. Like, what is even programming? Because we often think that when we get into programming, oh, it's definitely building um, iOS apps or Android apps or websites. But in a sense, programming itself is just solving problems. I think we should do an episode. Yeah, on that, I do actually. think like so, this. Uh, side, that's, uh, I do think like this side of programming is not explored as much as you know. There's a lot of re- great resources out there teaching you how to program, but I think we need to know more about why do people program? What's the purpose? And of what it? is programming? What is programming? Yeah, and like, how do you start programming? Like, where do you type up the program? Where do you type up the code? I think we should touch upon these simple questions in an episode soon. Perhaps we can bring it up in. Our interview with Mr. Baumgarten soon, if he if he likes, yeah. and um, so we also t- going to be taking um HL math as well. So how do you feel about that? Very oh HL math. Well, math is in some way very similar to programming, and I say that because programming somehow helps you be able to solve math problems. Because for example. If you get a problem-solving question, if you're able to program, you sort of be able to put them into blocks, if that, if that makes sense. Because once you start learning your program, you, you somehow just happen to know how to dissect programs into smaller pieces that make sense. It just somehow happens as you learn how to program. So that's quite useful for um, maths and other sort of number-heavy courses. Oh yeah, so Kieran, you currently haven't taken um, AdMaps yet. How, what steps or what what do you plan to do to ensure that you have the basic fundamentals for um, for IBAHL? Because it's it's honestly quite a big jump. So yeah, how not, do you, how not, do you not to say it? be mean to to anyone, but like you know, I should be doing AdMath, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know what happens yeah, at I mean, our year nine end of year exams. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I think um, the thing I'm lacking, obviously, to other students who's most likely going to be picking AdMath is obviously, I mean, uh, HL Math is probably AdMath. So I think it's something I need to probably pick up in the next couple of months, probably the summer, right before IB starts. I think, you know, there's an important concept such as calculus, which I think is um, explored a lot into in HL Math. So I think... It's something I do definitely need to pick up in the next couple of months, probably after GCSEs are over. Yeah, definitely, because math AHL is... Because we've been talking to um, different teachers, been doing some research, and if we plan on moving into computer science and university, they are mostly math heavy, not even computer science heavy. It's not even required in some universities. So I think... Getting basic understanding in um, math is really important, and we might perhaps do some podcasts on or and catch up on what our progress is on math sometime. Just uh, maybe perhaps teach what we've learned in a sense so that we truly understand it. Yeah, yeah. So, what should we talk about? This is our first episode, so we're we're still kind of experimenting with this whole podcast thing. We're currently at. About 28 minutes, which I think is a decent one for a podcast. But for example, if you look at 
the Tim Ferriss show or other podcasts such as um, the Lex Friedman. Friedman? He's a... Let me, let me make sure I get this right. Lex Friedman. Yeah, Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman. AI, um, AI scientist. His podcast is also really, really good. Especially just having these conversations with people within a specific field like AI, people that are doing philosophy. It's, it's quite an... Um, interesting conversations you have so yeah here do you have anything else to touch upon yeah so um what's our next goal is like you want to go not just with the podcast but just like any like future projects that you want to talk about like your basically your aspirations as we like go more into you know the end of our school you know life yeah i think this podcast is a very very good point a very good starting point and putting ourselves out there because this has been something we've been planning for actually quite a while and we honestly haven't been able to dedicate our time and effort but i think now that we've filmed an episode we're sort of thinking like oh it's actually just quite simple it's quite nice to have and it's talking about doing some talking about some topics we like it's actually quite nice having these conversations which yeah we should probably do more often yeah definitely and yeah definitely um well we we might also consider starting a YouTube channel soon. This is something that's also on our to-do list, perhaps. Um, also getting better at different programming languages. Yeah, Kieran, what are your sort of short-term goals? Yeah, I think like um, the podcast, as you said, is just a starting point. There's so many more things that we plan to do. So, I mean, I think the great thing about the online world right now is just the amount of things you can do to put yourself out there. And I think... More of you guys should start looking at things outside, like, your little bubble of just school. And I think you should start doing more things like building yourself in the online community and, like, putting yourself out there. I think it's very important, I think, in the next couple of years. Like, uh, Ali Abdal once said that, like, it's very important for not for people, for adults to always have, like, a second source of income, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of, yeah, passive income, yeah. And something, because, like, I f- feel like most people out there, like, adults who work, don't really like their day jobs, if that, like, you know. So I think um, doing something that you really enjoy, something like, you know, could be a podcast of your own, YouTube channel, blogs, like, it some- might be something that you're interested in, and, like, it's nice, because you can even earn a bit of money from it as well. Yeah, this this brings up a really interesting topic on the creator economy. Um, I was listening to like Colin and Samir's the Colin Samir show podcast, which is a really really good podcast, which I suggest here and you should also check out. It's called Colin Samir, C O L I N and S A M I R. Keep that on your list. They they have really nice conversations about different topics and stuff. And I was listening to their creators economy episode i think one or two days ago and one really nice thing they touched upon was how there's sort of a create a middle class creator economy establishing so what i basically mean is before this whole youtube and um podcast and twitch and all these creator platforms there there was there was this um sort of notion that you can either be a really small youtuber or you could be a really big one, like, for example, I'm looking at this and Logan Paul has popped out, Mr. Beast, um, David Dobrik. You can either be these really small 
sort of content creators or these really big multi-million dollar content creators. But what they sort of touched upon was because of the pandemic, there has been a rise in the middle class of the creator economy where they are making enough income to survive. And this is honestly quite, quite different because this is something that you wouldn't ever think about that would be success, like would, would actually happen because now there are smaller YouTubers where they might post once a week on top of their jobs, but they still get that passive income from ad revenue, for example, Ali Abdal and Nas Nur Ali. These are just students who happen to be able to take their opportunity, have that specific skill they have. I mean, Ali Abdal, putting junior, out a junior doctor who quit his job yeah. just for content. All right. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's honestly a very good very nice thing like now you could be posting tech reviews get get um companies sending you tech products you review them and there's a cycle of passive income that's coming that you never would have thought was possible just possibly five years ago or something and it's 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 nice that you start at a young age which i think is really important yes is there anything else you want to mention no do you want to so one thing that not overthinking like Ali's podcast does is they have a, a weekly insight where they just talk about something insightful every week. Do you have any insights of this week, which would be nice to share? Uh, so, it's, uh, can... so obviously this week's pretty exciting. You know, tomorrow we're going out, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. with some friends on. Shout out to Masato, who's future football story, definitely. It's his <laughs> birthday. We're just going out, hang out, just go for... Of course, we have to stay safe because of all the the, the COVID nineteen. But stuff. you know, we live in Hong Kong, so everything's like a bit, you know, slowly returning back to normal. Um, daily insights. I think I think what I might actually do for my daily insights is I'll give out a stoic quote every week. As I've been reading a lot about stoicism, I think it might be nice to give out a thought or a quote every week, and maybe I can get. Kieran's thought on it and like what it means to him without actually knowing too much about stoicism um okay so the quote is I'll, I'll pick out my list one of the stoic quotes is luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity by Seneca which is a stoic philosopher so what what do you make of that I think there's like couple examples you know the youtuber dream who's really blew up yeah YouTube, yeah dream yeah mm-hmm. so he's explaining this concept of how he was okay so basically when he blew up a lot of people called him lucky and yeah he talked about how he actually found out the youtube algorithm and he planned out how he would blow up and the reason he got lucky was because he put himself out there and mm-hmm. luck is, um, and like, think about it like this. If you, um, met, like walking around, you talk to someone every single day, you always said hello. And then imagine you come across like a, f- a famous movie director who, uh, sees how nice you are and maybe wants to cast you for their latest movie. And then you become a star, but you would, you, people can call you lucky, but like the reason you actually became movie start was because you actually put yourself out there and talk to these people every single day yeah. so i think yeah that's how at least i would interpret this yeah so like luck is when 
preparation, which is what you've done previously, like Dream. He's been maybe posting consistently, um, making sure his content is getting well. Opportunity is when he discovered the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm, and luck is just what happens when he combines them, the two together. Luck is quite an interesting thing, uh, interesting idea because luck is not quantifiable. You can't just measure how lucky someone is. Differently to, for example, if you want to measure how how good someone at chess is, you have a rating where you could compare. But you can't really compare how lucky someone is. You can't just look at them and be able to calculate how much luck they have. So yeah, luck is definitely a very interesting thing to bring upon. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of people like unfairly criticize people for being lucky. Yeah. When definitely. yeah, I think that's something that that a lot of people face. Yeah. So like luck shouldn't be something that Yeah, I think the problem one of the problems is that we often don't put ourselves out there or try that hard because we like, oh, we're not as lucky as them. But the fact is, as Zach Vod has said, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You can't get lucky if you don't have that preparation. And I think I'm not sure where came across this mental model, but the more you put yourself out there, the more possibilities of luck. This is quite basic um, statistics slash math in a sense where you're maximizing your exposure in which then comes more opportunity when you have the right preparation. I mean, like, look at this podcast, you know, we're putting ourselves out there. Maybe we could be lucky, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Of course. I mean, this is a brilliant quote, I think, to end off the podcast. And that's it. Thank you for listening to our podcast episode. Please be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. You can also send us an email at hi at recalllois.com. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to share this podcast with friends and family. And we'll see you in the next one.